Welcome to Digging Deeper, a podcast of Christ Church, South Philadelphia. In this podcast, we seek to equip our members to live out their faith in the everyday stuff of life. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. We are pastors at Christ Church. Welcome to episode 14. Uh, so we, uh, Jeff, looks like you're getting ready to, to go away here for, for a few days. What's going on? Uh, I'm out. I'm out. COVID has COVID has me done, and I'm just going to go uh, abandon life, and uh, mm. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. So, yeah. no, um, joking. I am, uh, yeah, just going going away for a couple days to um, pray and seek the Lord's direction for, um, yes, yeah, for our church, for ministry, what this looks like. There's lots of directions, just more opportunities to do mission than we have resources to um, to fulfill it, and so... Um, just want to pray and seek the Lord, and um, I'm bringing along with me, let's see, 30, 30 some friends, maybe something like that? Yeah, it looks like, uh, uh, well, each stack, one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, about uh, 10, uh, you might be up to 40 here. Okay. So you so got a stack of about 40 books. Yeah, but I call them friends because that's what I really believe a book is. A good book is, it's not authoritative, right? It's not God's word, That's mm. it's... But it's 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 leaders that I can go away with that I can hear their thoughts on leadership, hear their thoughts on um, seeking God, hear their thoughts on mission, and just have a great dialogue with them. So that's how I view books as mm-hmm. talking with good friends. And so I'm bringing yeah about forty friends with me, and um, look forward to to yeah just doing some deep dives, really thinking hard, praying hard, and mm-hmm. uh, seeking God for for our church. Yeah, this looks good, man. Got some some good books here. Yeah. Well, don't get too distracted. I know how much you love yeah, books. Yeah, yeah. Also, I want to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I know this has. Uh, you know, and the reason we bring this up is we're we're gonna uh, do this. I think a little bit shorter, right? Because yeah. you're uh, heading am, out a yeah, little I'm head out. So yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's jump right in and dig deeper to um, from our message on Sunday. So you preached out of Ecclesiastes and was on uh, just the importance of. Uh, community, but before we started, I did have a, a question. Um, you mentioned about, um, you know, that Angie had gotten some planters for <laughs> um, for Christmas, uh-huh. and, and how you haven't hung them up yet. And uh, yeah. you you did put out kind of an SOS call for help. Has anyone responded to that SOS? No call? one has responded. Wow. Okay. Shows you how much I'm loved. Man, um, I thought you'd say, yeah. yeah, I got had like ten people offer to no hang one, planters. No one offered to come help me hang planters. No one apparently cares about me or my plight i don't even it's my problem is i don't have a uh <laughs> i don't even know what they call it a, a masonry drill a hammer drill so i don't even have the right equipment so is this when and you so say planters like is this like you know outside your window yeah like outside you your window like door like like underneath the window sill you type put, like thing. flowers in there and yeah, yeah i mean it's probably as simple as like drilling a couple holes in but i don't have the right drill yeah if i were you i wouldn't wouldn't try that no but I, yeah i don't have the right drill i don't yeah. know what i'm doing so yeah i mean yeah. what are you doing next weekend uh you know, I help I've, me hang some planters. I, 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 potentially, I could. I think I, I think I have my. You heard it here, you know, folks. I, I think I have a higher skill level of do it yourself than you, but it's not. I agree. It's not a uh, Steve Kroll or anything. I'm like well, Steve Kroll's. I would love to have Steve Kroll, but he is. Uh, he's on lockdown, man. Yeah, so he's yeah. an undisclosed location. Yeah. Um, Normally, I'm his apprentice. <laughs> I kind of just you know, <laughs> get his drill for him, and just he tells me what to do. Yeah. So no, you got some skills. You got yeah, some skills. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if there's other people who have skills, I'm putting it out there. Yeah. Jeff at ChristChurchSouthPhilly.org. Send me your your resume. I would love <laughs> yeah. to let you come and serve my family. So. Mm. <laughs> no, no yeah. I should do it this weekend. I should do it myself. I know. Um, it's just yeah. 
Mm. I'll find it. I'll find a drill. I'll mm. figure it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, we uh, we hear from some people for you. Yeah. But uh, about about the message. Okay. So we um we talked about community. One of the the most difficult things about community is that it's difficult, right? <laughs> True. Um, there there are going to be times when you you want to quit. Uh, there there's times where you want to kind of pack up your your toys and go home. Um, yep. And and I I don't you know say this mockingly. Sometimes you know people have experienced genuine hurt at right. churches. Um, Absolutely. You know how how do you keep on going in community? I, gu- I guess is my first question. How do you stay committed to it when I think you're regard you're at some point you're going to run into the fact I just want out. You know whether yeah. it's you know someone hurt you or even sometimes we just grow bored, right? You know right. just like hey man I, w- I want you know new scenery. You know. But yeah. Uh, this kind of came up in the Q&A we had after church on Sunday, but I'm grateful to be able to talk more about it because, you know, um, I had some more time to to think about it. So um, not that I knew this question in advance, but that, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I give all those answers to the Q&A on Sunday, and then I go back. I'm like, did any of that make sense? And try to rethink in my mind. This is one of the things I was rethinking. And um, what I said on Sunday, and I, and I still think it's true, that if you've been hurt by it, the only way to get past or to process past hurts is to have new experiences. And so um, the only way, if you've been hurt by community, the only way to kind of heal from that is to get involved in a new community and have new experiences. So I, I do think that's an important an important part of it. Um, you know, you can't, you know, the, the, the imagery is used, and I think C.S. Lewis used it, is like, hey, yeah, you could, you can take your heart and kind of lock it away if it's been hurt so that it never gets hurt again, but then the heart becomes stone. And and you know doesn't doesn't feel anymore and it dies and so mm. um, part of part of putting yourself out there is that yeah you're risking getting hurt but mm. it's worth the risk to have a heart that yeah. feels so I think that that's that's kind of what I on Sunday but I think since then uh, I'd want to say a couple couple other things um, and really I'd want to start with God and, and I'd want to say that God has said it's not good for us to be alone and so fundamentally it comes down to like do we believe God's word? Like, are we living under his authority? If we're saying that, like, we can do life without community, then we're living in rebellion to what, how God has said that we are to be wired. And so, again, that's not to say, listen, if you've been hurt, like, there are unhealthy communities out there, get plugged into a church with, that will care for you, not perfectly, but because no church does. But, um, you know, um, but at the end of the day, there has to be a conviction that I can't be who God has made me to be by myself, mm. you know, and um, you you cannot you cannot do what God's called you to do by yourself. You can't be who God's called you to be by yourself. You can't even know God the way God wants you to know him by yourself. We need other people to show us Christ. So it has to start with the fundamental understanding that God has said it's not good for us to be alone. And so we have to have a conviction that what God says is right and true. And so even when I'm like, don't feel like making the effort <laughs> to relationships or I'm bored with relationships or if I've been hurt by relationships, I need to go back to well, this is who God, this is how God says I'm wired. And so um, maybe I need to make changes. Maybe I need to do something different. But community needs to be part of every single person's life or else we're not experiencing life as God intended. And that's part of it. And then the other part of it is like looking to God, you know. Um, I think that there's uh, a part of not just looking for God for what he says, but looking to God for who he is. And so when we're like, how do we find the power to forgive one another? It's by looking at how we've been forgiven in Christ. How do we find the power to love one another? By knowing how we've been loved in Christ. How do we find 
the power to persevere with one another and endure with one another because Christ has endured on our behalf. And so we, if we want to have staying power in our relationships, um, you know, it's not just about having a conviction about what God said is right. It's about also finding the power for that in Jesus Christ and in the gospel. And I think a lot of times people don't have staying power in their relationships because they're not, they're not um, applying the gospel to those relationships. So, you know, people who get offended and take their ball and go home, that's not the gospel. Gospel calls you to go and be reconciled. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the person who's who's bored and just disinterested. That's not the gospel. The gospel endures and perseveres, right? And so I think the gospel speaks directly into how God has made us as a person in community. So I think you know those kind of be maybe to sum up three level answers. Like one starts with obedience to God. He says that we need people. Uh, two, we need to understand. Yes, we're risking hurt, but it's worth the risk because that keeps our hearts soft. Three, the only way we can really do it is with the gospel at the center of it. That's good. Glad we kept the streak going with another C.S. Lewis quote. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. All unplanned, unscripted. Yeah. Yep, unscripted. You but squeeze me, that's man. what comes out. Yeah, I think uh, I need like a book of just C.S. Lewis quotes. I'm sure there's one. <laughs> Drop some C.S. Lewis. You always just sound wise. But. No, that's good. Um, I guess when you're saying that, like, uh, and you know, yeah, I, kn- I know we're a little bit short on time, so I'm kind of hesitating to drill down deeper. But I guess how do you differentiate for the person that's been hurt? And, you know, okay, so there are tox- toxic environments. Yes. But then there's times where it's just the everyday, like, you know, conflict we, we run in. Uh, you right. know, as sinners get to know sinners, we, right. you know, so how, how do you, like, know the difference where it's like, no, you're called to stay and work this out and reconcile yeah. versus, like, no, you're called to, you, you got to get out there, get, go somewhere else where it's a you know more healing environment well i think scripture gives us a category for that it says uh you know don't cast your pearls before swine so the, uh, the idea that like um some people are just pig-headed and don't want to do anything and if and if someone's gonna be pig-headed and doesn't want to work with you then um there's a point where it's like that's a toxic person and I, they're not going to change and move like part of reconciliation is two people moving towards each other so um, you know, if I go to you, you know, and, and have, um, you know, an issue or, or put the other way, it's probably easier if you have an issue with me cause I'm a more of a sinner than you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you, if you, um, if you come to me and like, you know, Jeff, I have this issue with you. If I'm not responding to that and I'm just arrogant and defending and like fighting you. Um, and I do that like every single time you bring me something, there's probably at some point where you're like, all right, bro, like deuces peace out you know um, well and i would add into that right to second you know matthew 18 right so go to you then we'll then go to me other. right absolutely you don't do it right away but you go to me then you bring other people then you know eventually if it's you know grievous enough you tell the whole church to be a whole process there matthew 18 but that's the point is that like yeah there's a process to like walk away from toxic relationships i think how you know it's toxic relationships is an unwillingness to change mm-hmm. yep. if they're unwilling to change and and or to see that they're wrong at all and not that they're maybe you're wrong when you're bringing it not that you're always right but there has to be a give and take in every relationship there has to be a give and take so something we say here a lot at christ church is that like we can't promise that anyone um you know that, that we can't promise that if you come to our church you will be sinned against because we're a church full of sinners yeah but we're also a church that's full of the gospel and so we're going to work through that believing in the power of forgiveness mm-hmm. believing in the power for, uh, for uh, of uh, confession and believing in the power of love so, I think in any relationship, you can't promise that you won't sin against someone. 
Um, but it's like, what do you do when that happens? And I think that that's the difference. It's not, oh, this is this person's a sinner. Like we're all sinners. We're all gonna hurt one another. Mm-hmm. But it's more about what does what happens after the fact. Is the gospel being applied or not? Yep. And if it's not being applied, if there's no confession, and if there's no repentance and change, then I think you know you're probably more in a toxic situation. You got to think about that. And I think it's true for churches too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, a lot of times the question I get is, how do I know when I'm ready to leave my church? Well, you should stick with it. You know, church is family. And I think people leave churches far too easily and far too soon. But how do you know a church is toxic? Well, if they've moved on from the gospel. Like, yeah. one, if they're not preaching it, they're not teaching it. They're not equipping you to live it out. And then also, like, go to leaders. How do leaders respond? You know, are they conf- are they willing? You know, it, if you're under a church and the leaders never admit a mistake, you're in a toxic church because leaders, oh, to lead is to make mistakes. Um, and so how do they respond? What do they do when they do make mistakes? So I think that's it's all about response. That's how you tell the difference. It's mm-hmm. all about response. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, any if, if someone wants to think a little bit more about, you know, what does it look like to, you know, resolve conflicts biblically? Any resources you'd point them to? Um, yeah. Peacemaker by Ken Sandy is yeah. kind of like the classic work on that. And mm-hmm. so um, he even has like a kid's version, Young Peacemakers, that is honestly like probably great if you just get you know get through that just go through that yeah. oh yeah it's phenomenal and it kind of walks through the different stages of a conflict and then yeah. you know how it kind of gives you like a, a process to engage reconciliation yeah honestly i wouldn't i mean that's that's kind of like the gold standard i would i don't know would you recommend anything else uh matthew 18 <laughs> oh sure yeah yeah which is you know he's really fleshing that out uh i mean we, we um you know have have our home peacemaking for families so just another you know, iteration of Especially it. Especially Ken Sandy, yeah, man. Ken Just Sandy. Get, get, get yeah. down with Ken Sandy. Yeah, I'm trying Just to think any, anything else. Uh, yeah. That's all right. Yeah. We, can have, we can have just one recommendation. Yeah. No, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff sure. out there. But, yeah. Yeah. Let's go, go with the one recommendation. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, your second point was in the message, two are better than one when you fall down. And, uh, you, you know, it's kind of funny. You, you mentioned us here in South Philly. We have potholes. And, yeah. um, you know, it just made me think as I was uh, walking to church. You know, maybe this was about a month ago. And I was walking with my daughter, Isabel. And uh, next thing I know, I'm tripping on the sidewalk and, like, flying through the air. And it was like one of those moments where it's, like, slow motion, like, everything. <laughs> like, all right, I'm heading down. What is going on here? I had a backpack on my back. And, like, you know, I landed. I ripped my pants. Um, I cut my hands uh (laughs) you know i couldn't even like and and my daughter's reaction was just like priceless she just turns around and looks at me and and she just says dad you fell (laughs) it's like (laughs) like, thanks you know yeah yeah yeah, um and uh you know so just when you you mentioned in south philly we we know about uh, falling we uh, know about falling yeah so it made me uh think about that I, i don't know what hurt more my my bloody hands or now that my daughter constantly lectures me that i need to look where i'm going (laughs) but uh that's funny yeah but so you you quoted uh first corinthians 10 it says uh you know if anyone thinks he stands um take heed lest he fall so um you know how do we guard ourselves against falling you know it says take heed so how how do we do that well i think that's first of all just being right there being aware that you can fall i mean the Mm -hmm. point of that passage is that if you think you stand strong like you're the most one who's in danger of, of falling because you're going to not be looking so i think if we're aware that we can fall 
that produces a couple things in us. One, we're watching where we're going. Like, if I think I'm invincible, I don't need to walk. walk. Like, Superman doesn't watch where he's going, you know? Yeah. He doesn't need to. Um, but if I'm aware yeah. that, uh, no, I live in South Philly, and I could trip over my own feet. Yeah. And, um, I mean, some of us, I guess, are a little more prone to that than others. Yes. Um, he's still, got, still, the still scar. got the scars. Still yeah. got the scars, yeah. Still got the scars. You know, but you're watching where you're going. You know, we should watch where we're going. And so if, if I'm aware that I could fall, I should watch where I'm going. So I think just be aware that, like, sin is lurking around every door. Mm, that's good. Um I don't put myself in situations expecting that I'm going to be strong enough. I stay away from situations, you know? Um, And so, you know, I, I, I don't try to, um, yeah. Oh, I, I can, I can, anytime I'm thinking like I can handle this, Mm -hmm. I'm probably not in a good place. Yeah. You know, Um, I rather think that, Hey, I can't handle this. So let me like stay away from it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's 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 one thing just to to watch to guard yourself, and two is just dependence on God, you know. Like I'm not gonna go through life thinking like I got this. It's like no, I want to go through life thinking God's got me, and so I need to be empowered by Him, because as Paul will go on to say in First Corinthians, you know, when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong, mm. so that I might know the sufficiency of Christ. You know, an important part of being a Christian is recognizing that we're weak. And that's not so we stay wallowing, we stay down, like, oh, I'm so weak, I just can't do anything. It's like, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. And we realize that, yeah, when I'm emptied of myself, when I'm emptied of, honestly, self-confidence, that gives me greater confidence because now my confidence is centered in Christ and what he can do. And Christ is Superman. And so, you know, know, we're, we're living out of his power, not our own power. That's how we live powerfully. So I think that being aware that we always need to be watching and guarding and two, we need to be dependent always on Christ. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would you add anything to that? No, that's good, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> caught him unawares. Yeah, you, yeah. He's Sorry. still thi- you, he's you, still thinking about his fall. Yeah, no, you you, you caught me checking a uh, <laughs> an email real quick here. Oh, there yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. see, it comes out. Sorry. Uh huh. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, mm. c- can't add it. Add anything to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. My apologies for for. That's all right. Um, with that though, uh, you, see, you you went into a lot about um, okay, you fall, you know. Now we're looking to you know h- how do you help someone be restored, um, and that that was all great, um, you know, and that's our our goal is is restoration. But uh, what about the person that doesn't want help getting back up? You know, they yeah. they've fallen and they they don't really want you yeah. to help them. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because um, it's one of the things that kind of hit the editing floor for the sermon, but um something that needs to be talked about. I do think that a huge problem in Christianity is misapplied forgiveness and restoration that turns into enabling sinful behavior. Hmm. And when that happens, um, we're no longer, we're just like, oh, this person keeps sinning, 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 and we just keep forgiving, 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 and we don't, you know, um, ever hold them accountable for their actions ever allow them to experience the God-intended consequences for their actions, then we are um, not not loving them or caring for them. So I think real simple. First Thessalonians says, he who does not work uh, does not eat. And so if we are allowing someone to freeload off of us, deliver home, rent-free, grocery-free, like, 
oh, we're just trying to help them have a hard time. Well, no, you're actually hurting them because they should be learning skills and how to adapt to living life on their own. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, disabled children and, and, and elderly parents. So I'm not saying that. Yeah. There's people who need, you know, through no fault of their own, need help. But if you're an able-bodied person, and, and let's be honest, you know, a lot of people who say, you know, I, I won't go down that rabbit trail, but um, there's a lot of people who say they're not able-bodied, but come on, man, like, you know, how hard is it to, to, to bag groceries at ShopRite? Like, everyone can be working, doing something. Mo- most people. Most people, yeah. Most people. Again, I'm qualifying. There's obviously people who can't, and, uh, you know, but um, I think a lot of people, was, you know, we, we, we enabling that, or, or like the person who, um, you know, just keeps keeps taking keeps taking some, someone back, you know, um, you know, maybe, maybe they they keep betraying your trust again and again and again. At some point, it's like, hey, it's on you for continuing to trust them, and you're not serving them. Like they should actually experience having to earn. Your, if you just give trust and you just keep giving trust, you're not serving them because they're not learning how to earn trust, mm-hmm. and so they never learn the skill. And so I think you know, the way I think about it is, if someone isn't you help someone who's willing to help themselves, right? Like you, you, you offer a hand up, not a handout. And part of a hand up is like, they're going to want to come up. They're going to want to be restored. Like, I think a real way that I can tell when someone wants to, you know, really change is they're like asking like, what do you think I can do? How can I, can I pray with you? What does this look like? And they're like being proactive as opposed to like you being proactive, you know? And I think if someone's just kind of like willing to sit in their stink, we, we practice the discipline of presence and patience. So presence in that we're, we never cut anyone off. Like I'm still here, I still love you, and I'm being patient. I'm ready for when you're, you know, when when you're ready to get help. But if you're trying to constantly pull someone up who doesn't want to be pulled up, you're just gonna throw your back out. Like you're just gonna hurt yourself, and you're not gonna do them any good. So I mean, I think for example, I I had a relationship with someone who, um, you know, had uh, yeah, was was living on the streets. We'd gotten him into detox. Um, got him into rehab, got him into, you know, our residential facility he was doing great. And then he decided he just wanted to go back out and live in the streets. So I practiced the power the, the discipline of presence. Like I went and I found him and I said, Hey man, I'm here and I'm showing up for you. I showed up for him, you know, um, every week I'm here. Are you ready? Are you here? Are you ready? And the answer was no, 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 no. I'm not ready. Well, guess what? Until he's ready, I'm not giving him money until he's ready. I'm not even giving him food. Because guess what? I, I, I would tell him, I was like, he's like, yeah, I'm just really hungry. Great, bro. Would you like to get my car and me take you back to the house? Because there's a meal waiting for you there any single day. And you're welcome all the time. No, no, no. I want to stay. Okay. If you want to stay out here and you want to keep engaging in in, in this in the sin that you're in, mm-hmm. yeah. um, if you don't want any help, then I can't enable that. I can't sit there and help. Like, you know, you're asking for my, oh, I, I just w- I just need someone to help. I'm willing to help. You just want help on your own terms. That's not that's not really wanting help. So I do think that there's um, a part where sometimes the way you have to help someone is let them ex- – They need, the Bible's clear on this. He who does not work – like, work should not eat. What's yeah. it saying there? It's saying that if you're going to sin in such a way, there's a natural outcome to that sin. And sometimes you need to you need to let people experience it. Yeah. You know? And it's hard. It's hard, yeah. I mean, especially for parents or family members, uh, spouses. Uh, it is it is hard to see someone that you just care about so deeply, love with all their heart. Um, but at the end of the day, if you really love them, you have to be willing to be there, to always be there, um, to never turn your back on them, but to be patient until they're ready. We can't make someone ready to change. They have to be ready to change on their own. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. Yeah, and that that could be s- it's uh you know such a trial for folks that are going through that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that's why we have we don't just have you know we have family support groups like um we have we have uh I mean it's, we talk about this in small groups but think about certain situations right now where there's just you know family members who are watching people go through something really hard and what yeah. they're doing right now is they're still taking their calls they're still talking to them and then we're caring for this you know this person in small group and just praying praying for them you mm-hmm. know yeah um but you know it's hard it's i mean it's a child walking watching their parents their parents aren't willing to to do anything aren't willing to change and the child just kind of sit like all right i can't change this for them mm-hmm. but you know what do we do what's our response well we pray we pray for the child and we pray for the situation like we just try to bear that burden with them in prayer yeah um, so it's hard. It is hard, man. And that's why, why we need community around us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I like that, you know, you said, what was the, the two P words you used? Presence and what was patience. The and patience. And uh, just for ha- exercising that for the person going through that, that has a loved one, just being there, right. you know, chances are they don't need your advice. Right. They, they right, need right, your, right. you know, you just to be there and say, how you doing? And, yeah. and just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just care for them. Care for so. them. Yeah. Yeah. I read a um you know, just another book recommendation. Uh uh it's called uh, Letting Go, Rugged Love for Wayward Souls by mm-hmm. Dave Harvey. Mm-hmm. It's just about prodigals. Um yeah. so it's just yeah, it's just a helpful book to, to go through. Yeah, so. and that's inter- I haven't read that book, but I mean that's like that's what the, the prodigal father does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He lets the son go and the son has to kind of go through the party, eat with the pigs. Until he's ready to come home for the father's love, and when he does, what'd you watch? The father was our faithful presence. The father's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The father's patiently waiting. So he's a presence and he's patient, and he welcomes. But the son had to make the choice to come home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. How how are we doing on, on uh, time here? Are we are we out of time? Yeah, or? I think we're running up against it. I've got, I've got. Let's see who I got. I've got a. Uh, I've got Eric Geiger calling my name. I've got <laughs> Audrey Mur- Mur- uh, Mur- uh, Mulfers calling my name. I got Haddon Robinson calling my name. Jared Wilson calling my name. Um, who else do I got? I got all. Oh, I got you Paul got Tripp. I got J.I. Yeah. Packer calling my name. Wow. Jim Sum. I'm all over the place, man. I got I got Pentecostals. I got Presbyterians. I got Baptists. You know, I I, I man, they they start talking about Jesus and how to lead people to Christ. I don't care where they come from, man. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm all over the map here, but I'm taking them all. So, anyways, yeah, well, yeah. So we'll we'll be praying for you, man. Thanks, Pray man. that your your time is blessed, that you uh, you know meet with the Lord in in the midst of this, and and that uh, you know I, I know uh, from going away last week, just you know it can be just a refreshing time just to get away and you know just read and and uh, connect with the Lord. Yeah. So praying for you. Thanks, um, buddy. Anything uh any anything special upcoming this weekend? I know you you mentioned. You know, a little there surprise. Is that, are we? There's a surprise this weekend. I think I'm going to leave it. Okay. Tune into Christ Church, 10 a.m. on Sundays. Okay. 10 a.m. on Sunday, ChristChurchSouthPhilly.org. Or, I mean, obviously you can just watch it afterwards. But that's when it's live. And it's, okay. Uh, gotcha. I'm just going to leave it like that. Okay. Got a little got a little something coming. All right. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, again, love to hear from you, Jeff or Matt at ChristChurchSouthPhilly.org. I uh, hope you're doing well. And uh, God bless. God bless.